Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hopwood. Bow, bow, bow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? It's another Life Logistics episode because we've still got a few outstanding queries and questions and worries and woes of you good people that we're going to try and help you with over the next half an hour or so. Um, and there's been a few more that have come in to put another shout out on the Twitter last night um, <laughs> this doesn't really seem like a life logistics more of an observation from Matthew Tinsley but we'll deal with it we'll get it out of the way he says following on from your steam wallpaper stripper um, mm. I didn't even need a steam wallpaper stripper in the end, by the way. It came off beautifully with warm water. Came off easy. Oh, came off real good. But I did buy a, a, a wallpaper scraper, um, mm. which was ridiculously right, what sharp. What were you using before? What were you using before? Oh, I was before? just pulling Enough, it off. I'd been pulling pulling the wallpaper oh. off. It was just coming off. But it was the backing... It wasn't backing paper, but the, the backing part of the wallpaper itself was stuck on. So I needed a wallpaper scraper, right. and it's so sharp. It's a lethal weapon, basically, mm. the scraper that I've got. It was digging into mm. the plaster, taking bits of the plaster away if I wasn't using a smooth enough action. Um, yeah, but, I mean, I'm surprised. you you got to have, at the very least, a, a sort of a manual analogue scraper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're never going to get but away with it. Was it very like, you know, like you see videos online that are... Um, very uh, therapeutic. Was mm. it like one of those sorts of things? Like when you got going and it was coming off easy. Yeah. Was it like yeah. almost medit like mindfulness? Yeah, it was. I, mean, I was just using warm water and dampening the wallpaper, and then it was just scraping off really easy. Almost like when mm. you grate cheese into slices, oh. it was coming off like that. Yeah. Um, Sounds brilliant, mate. I mean, I wish I had wallpaper in my house because. I'd just, Anna would come home and just find me scraping it off the wall. Well, I've still got some go, more. What are you doing that for? And I'd be like, you know I get anxiety. This is what I'm doing to make myself get more mindfulness. Well, <laughs> well, we need that wallpaper. Yeah, well, what's more important than that on the fucking wall? Spanky, <laughs> <laughs> it's like meditation, isn't it? Why are you always like this? <laughs> just let me scrape the fucking wallpaper off. I don't ask much. <laughs> well, you know what? We've got our... Um, Sunderland based Christmas party to reschedule over the next couple of months. Mm, you could yeah. come round and do some wallpaper scraping when you're in oh, town for that. Please, yeah, just make sure you leave some yeah. up, mate. Like, don't, I, I'd hate for it to all be gone by the time <laughs> I got up there. Uh, to be honest, it'll all be gone. I'll be doing it. 
so yeah, um, Matthew says, "Is steam the most underrated invention ever? You can cook vegetables, power a train, cleanse your face, and a million other things, but nobody celebrates it." It's a good point. It's a good point. Steam it's, is. It's a really good point. When miracle, I read this, I thought this this is this is really powerful stuff. Mm. He's he's written here. Uh, steam is incredible, and I do think that we should maybe either deep dive it or doesn't count as a history box does it I'm not sure I think it feels is. like it needs further Sam, attention Sam we've done mud if we've done mud we can do steam as a history box surely there's so much history around steam yeah I mean the steam train alone fucking hell that changed the world didn't it mm. and you know that when they invented steam trains like there was a huge resistance massive political resistance to it in the states because they were convinced that these trains that would create sparks that when it went through all the like fucking miles and miles of like crop fields across the United States it would set fire to them right and it was it was like in its time it was a great example of like the way in which whenever someone whenever there's a great invention designed Mm. to sort of create progress Mm -hmm. for mankind there will always be huge resistance based on like speculation about how it will be our downfall probably stupidity are you familiar with the documentary maker Ken Burns yeah great documentary maker and if you if you're um, I never watched this massive Vietnam one oh, but I mean to I, get I've around to it I've only watched the shrunk down version of BBC4 show but I've got the uh, I've got the Blu-ray of the whole thing because each episode's about right. nearly two hours long it's about 20 hours yeah. altogether the whole thing but he's done. If you if you if you've got Amazon Prime, you it's can longer get, than Get Back. Yeah, longer than Get Back. Of course it is. If you've got Amazon, similar though. If you've got Amazon Prime, you can get the PBS America Channel subscription, and it's about four right. quid a month. And all of the Ken Burns mm. stuffs on there. He's done series about obviously Vietnam War. He's done country music, ten episodes. Yeah. He's done jazz. He's done Prohibition. He's done the history of baseball. He's done the Dust Bowl. He's done the Civil War, and I reckon he must be working away on one about steam right now. I fucking Surely. would hope so. Got to be. If he's not, then who will? Twenty hours That's... of steam from Ken Burns. I'd watch that. Steam: An American History by Ken Burns. But uh, for four quid a month, I've I've got a subscription. Yeah, that sounds great. It's I might just, do it's that. Just about um, finding the time to watch them all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm, I'm running out of watch time since my daughter started staying up. This is what happens. Till the same time as this us. This is what happens, yeah. Because then, like, it. you know, there's the things that she doesn't want to watch. Like, I haven't finished Get Back. As much as we've talked about, I didn't actually get to the gig. Yeah. To the rooftop gig yet, because she's, you know, she intervened. Mm-hmm. And now we're, we're watching good things, but they have to be things that she agrees to. Yeah. So where's my watching time? Mm-hmm. Of other, where's my where's Ken Burns' history of jazz documentary series? No one's going to want to watch that with me. Exactly. And right. You've got to find the time, and it's not easy. Um, so next thing you know, I'm locking myself in the new fucking pod shed, like what? way into the <laughs> evening. <laughs> and it, like, where's Dad? Oh, he's over there watching his fucking jazz documentary. In his, shed, in his jazz cunt. shed. <laughs> in his fucking jazz shed. Look at him. The thing is, they can see me from. Where they sit yeah. in the in the living room yeah. in the lounge, there's like big windows mm. and they can see me across. So there's no hiding place. And on Friday evening, I was writing and I kind of got a bit lost in it right into the evening. 
and I was, you know, when you get on one mm. and you're like sort of you're, you're deep into something and you're kind of really focused. And I just got this text from my daughter saying, why are you sitting in the dark? And I realised it was about six o'clock. It was pitch black. The lights were still off in the shed. But obviously I was writing on my laptop, yeah. so I hadn't noticed. And she just, she was sitting, Look getting ready for the evening. The ta- it was curry night. The takeaway was ordered, Fucking mate. Hell. And she's Look gazing across and just seeing me <laughs> sat on a fucking beanbag. She's like, you mad bastard. And I'm thinking, yeah, this could really, this is going to, de- this is only week one of the pod shed. This is going to develop fast. I'm creating. I'm <laughs> it'll be. I won't be. It'll be very soon. I won't be leaving here very often. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it is hard to try and find your own time to to do stuff, especially when you got kids. I mean, I found divorce helped in terms of that. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> really freed up your schedule. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a planned side effect of it, but yeah, it, it did help. Um, it, was, it was quite nice. So yeah, the, the Ken Burns stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, just I think with the PBS thing, you can just dive in for a month and then unsubscribe. Have a go for a month and get mm. stuck in because there's so much good stuff there. Uh, I'm in the middle I think of I will. talking That's about that thing about watching watching stuff with the kids around. I'm, I'm in the middle of watching a series that's on Channel Four. You know, the Walter Presents strand oh, yeah. of the the mostly Scandinavian. Is that the one where they have some weird woman who's a bit Scandinavian yeah. sat at a desk going, "This is a great show from Norway." <laughs> yeah. That I think you will enjoy very much. Yeah. It has dark themes of family secrets and death. Yeah, it doesn't make a great deal of <laughs> sense, but that's that's what it is. You're like, all right, I'll get on with it, will ya? I'm in, all right, yeah, I'll get the picture. Let's talk, more watch. <laughs> I'm in the middle of watching one called Cry Wolf, which I, I don't even right. know which Scandinavian nation it's from. It's just Scandinavian. And it's about... Yeah, um, matter two kids that have been taken away from the family by social services because there's been an accusation of uh, violence in the family. But, mm. and it's it's really good. I'm only halfway through it, but it's really good. But the trouble is I can't have it on during the, um, during when the kids are around because the two parents in it will just randomly start having it off for no reason oh. in each episode. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the problem. So, that's the problem. You know, that- is that you, with my daughter, she's 14, and it's great that now there are things that we can agree on. That it's not just trash or sort of, you know, mm. fucking just... I mean, we do like watching sitcoms, but sometimes you want to watch something with a little bit more drama, yeah. right? And so it's good that we've started to find things that we can agree on, but the, the problem is nookie scenes will always come up. If it's 15 rated... These program makers now, they feel fucking duty-bound to put Nookie in. And I don't like it, personally. I mean, whether I'm on my own or with my kids, it's like, what's the fuck? It, this is not necessary. Even if it's necessary to the plot, which it rarely is, yeah. right? I'm like, you don't have to show it. You just go, you make it clear that they're about to have it off and then go to the next scene. Yeah, exactly. It kind of is insulting. It's patronising to me that you think I need to see them moaning naked and get you yeah. know, getting down to it. Yeah. I don't need that. I get a picture. They fucked. That's that's relevant to the plot. If it's relevant to the plot, just let me know, right? Um, but like, yeah, you, you kind of you you reach. We've got sort of a tacit agreement that as soon as that sort of scene starts, we just forward it because we, you know, yeah. we kind of admit look, it's awkward for both of us. But the problem with streaming is, mate, is that it's not like on videotapes where you can just fucking stream. Mm. You can fast forward with precision. That's one thing that VHS did have over modern yeah. digital technology mm. is that 
if you try to forward on Netflix or Amazon, you are all over the place for the next five minutes. That's the thing. You go way forward, yeah. then you go too far back, then you have to watch the sex That's scene it. all you, over yeah, again. You're, you're bang in the middle of the sex scene again, yeah. Watch it fucking twice. Yeah, I mean, you see, it doesn't need to be seen. I, I, I quite like seeing it. But, um, yeah. <laughs> That's fine though. So yeah, that's that's a good recommendation. Cry Wolf. Um, there, there isn't very much shagging in it, but it comes out of nowhere most of the time. And it's it's, it's needless. But there you go. Uh, Steam. I think when we were kids, the best for shagging was the old Dennis Potter, wasn't it? Oh God, yeah. Do you remember lip, lipstick yeah. on your collar? Yeah. Blonde girl in it. Oh, yeah. And uh, every Sunday night it was on with you and McGregor as well. It was bad because I had to watch it with my mum, but luckily my mum's narcoleptic and so she'd often be sound asleep and snoring <laughs> by like five minutes in. Right. Which I suppose you could say detracted from it in an erotic sense with, you know, it, the soundtrack being soundtracked by your mum snoring. <laughs> but the power of Dennis Potter is it didn't put me off. I would, you know, it was amazing. They'd always be shagging in the woods, wouldn't they, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Lots of stockings and suspenders because oh. it was all like based in the fifties. Yeah, forbidden nineteen fifties sex. Whoa. Yeah, fifties was the best sex because it was all stockings and that. Yeah. Oh, shut up, Sam! You're getting, <laughs> you're trying to trigger yourself. Nineteen fifties was the best sex. Um, <laughs> so that's steam. Uh, thanks for that, Matthew. Well Tinsley. done for pointing that out because it's you're right. Steam is a magnificent thing, and we need to know more. I feel as if we need to get a scientist on the line to explain more to us about we could Steam. Could do, but then again, I think that might detract from um, the charm of this podcast. Yeah, okay. Let's let, let's not involve ourselves with experts <clears throat> too much. Uh, one here from Bill and and what? yeah, go on. Oh, did you have something else to add? On Steam or... No, I was just going to say an email oh, from Andrew Marley. I've just got one here in front of me from Billy Walter. who says, I've got a notion for digging a big hole, but I've got nowhere to do it. Any suggestions? Can you just do it in a local wooded area or is that likely to land me in trouble? I have got no idea on the legality of digging. While, uh, while listen, digging... I don't know the legality. All I would say to Billy Walter is show some bollocks, mate. If you're going to get it. into the digging game, yeah. you can't be like tiptoeing about like a Lampard worrying about what the rules are. That's not in the spirit of digging. Yeah. The spirit of the digger is you have to be like a gorilla digger. If you feel right? as though you need to dig, then fucking dig. <clears throat> don't let anyone stop dig. you. You know, it's your right as a human being. It's like... It, Go it, out it, there. It, it feels like a, um, a variation on the wild swimming craze at the moment where people mm. are swimming in rivers and lakes and the sea and all sorts because they started yeah. doing it because the swim pools are all closed. Just fucking I don't dig. know why they're doing that. It's, it must be dangerous. I saw some people doing it in the Thames the other day. We were, we, we, because I grew up next to the Thames, we were educated non-stop. We were talking about this the other day. At our primary school, all they fucking seemed to do more than teach us maths or English was to just constantly, daily, tell us not to play on the yeah. railway line or by the river, mm. right? They were obsessed with it because it felt like, according to them, you know, half the fucking kids in the area died either of railway or river every fucking year. Yeah. Um, and they just couldn't stop going on about it. And now, so I was really brought up to fear the Thames in a big well, way. We the talked about it in our, in our classic it. episode, Fear the Thames, didn't we? Fear the Thames. So I just... I just can't believe it when I saw the other day, a Saturday or Sunday, I was driving along and I saw some people climbing out the river. Sniggering they were as well. Ugh. It was a couple. Man and a woman. Just in speedos, the bloke was. He was quite buff, so I felt that part of the reason was he wanted to be parading oh, his Jesus sexy Christ. body around. Yeah. I shouted out the window, Oi! 
Stop parading your sexy body around, you weirdo. <laughs> you pervert. Not on my fucking watch. Not in my area. And I thought, what are they doing? It's full of absolute shit and rat's piss for starters. Yeah. You'll get vile Dead disease. Bodies. Dead bodies. Disgusting bollocks mm. in there. And I probably literally bollocks. And the currents are fucking insane. So, nah, not for me. Wild swimming to me feels crazy. Yeah, it depends where you do it, I guess. But wild digging... Just fucking get stuck in. I don't know. What me and Darren from next door used to do was municipal areas. Yeah. So, you know, the country's full of those. It's like a little bit of a, a sort of a weird, earthy bit by the side of a road. Yeah. A patch. We used to call it the bushes, mm. which was just this random sort of bit of bushes and grass and earth opposite our house. And um, as far as we were concerned, it was all council owned and therefore in in a sense it belonged to the taxpayer of course yeah anyway that's that dealt with did you see you had an email there you said as well didn't you Andrew Marley mm-hmm. doesn't say whether he's a relation of Bob Marley we'll assume he is um, we'll assume he is shall I read his email in Jamaican accent no, no probably best don't. not <laughs> I was lighting the fire on Thursday and my back went off he says in right. quote marks yeah. so that sounds like a euphemism for he farted but is there anything you can suggest for the fucking agony or is it just painkillers until it puts itself right? Well, as a sufferer of uh, sporadic back pain myself, I've had various different... Nothing nothing so severe that I've ever, ever you know, had to go to a doctor and get major painkillers, yeah. but certainly enough that I'm in sort of mild discomfort yeah, most a few of the time. them as well. I know what you mean, yeah. Jalapeño. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeño. Uh, I tried different things, and one thing, a a cunter, a listener to the podcast, whose name is Emily. You may you may uh, know her on Twitter from interactions, but she's a physio. All right, okay. She's and she heard me mention once that on the podcast that I had a bad back and I didn't know what to do about it, and she tweeted me and recommended something called an acupressure mat. All right, right, and. Um, it's a it's a mat and it's just got loads of like you know like a few hundred tiny rubberized spots oh, nice. on it and it and most of them come with a little head pillow a neck pillow as well yeah right you lay it out on the floor mm-hmm. and she admitted she's a she's a physio with the NHS she admitted there wasn't like a huge amount of scientific evidence for that but anecdotally mm-hmm. it's the business. So I got one. They they range from like twenty quid up to like eighty quid yeah. on online, right? But as far as I could see, the eighty quid ones were just 
they do designer ones because it's something that kind of yoga mums are into and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know. So I got obviously the cheapest one on Amazon. And it's fucking really nice. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a cure for chronic back pain if you're in agony. Yeah, but it feels but good. But for day-to-day uh, back difficulties, it's just very relaxing as well. What I do is I, I roll it out when we're watching telly in the evening right. and have a lie have down. A lie down on that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'd probably re- really nice if you don't wear a T-shirt, but my daughter's there, and if I take my top off, she'll go demented. So I just wear a, th- a thin T-shirt, yeah. and I lie on it, and all the little spikes go into you. And it's, I suppose, like a combination of a, a massage and a bit of acupuncture. Sounds all right. So, Maybe you could bring it, yeah, into check the, it out. bring it into the shed at some point and do a podcast while lying down on it. Oh, yeah. For relaxation. Yeah, and I'll, I'll hold the phone up and the microphone up just on a selfie stick above me, yeah. I've got a bit of a problem with my right shoulder at the minute. I don't know whether it's the joint or whether it's a nerve or something, but it's at the top of my shoulder. So if if, if that couldn't, I would like to get in touch and recommend something. Emily, yeah, she's, she's very she's very knowledgeable. So I don't I don't know if she subscribes to this particular one. I don't want to have to get surgery. she does and she hears it. Yeah, so that's... No, you won't need <coughs> surgery, probably. That's that. Um, <clears throat> what else have we got? Um... Ross says, I've just started a new job. It's a brand new team and I'm the biggest cunt there. Uh, do I have to spark myself out or is someone coming for my belt? Mm, that's a tricky one. It's good that he's acknowledged and he's got that self uh, you know, reflection and realised that he's the biggest cunt there. That's, that's good. Now he means the biggest physically. Ah, oh, right, yeah. He does, doesn't he? Because it's, it's the idea that in prison, obviously, you, you knock out the Spot, bloke who's yeah, the physically biggest the biggest. Yeah, sorry. But what I would say is it might be that you might be physically the biggest. That doesn't always necessarily mean you're the hardest. Mm. If there's someone there who's who's a who's um, a cock of the office and, office like, cock. you know, yeah. what struts about like he's the fucking hard man, then you need to identify him real quick and knock him out. Yeah. Well, someone's... If, though, you are, you are clearly not just the biggest, but also the hardest, then I think you are going to have to knock yourself out. But it's quite hard to knock yourself out with a punch. So I would recommend on your first day, gathering everyone together or going to a space where everyone's together on the first morning and running full pelt into a wall, just smashing mm. yourself out that way. I mean, someone is going to come for him at some point but it's going to be a newcomer someone will come for his belt it's going to be yeah. a newcomer um, so uh, yeah that's that's coming that's in the post as they say you're a target when you're a big man you're a target I've usually been the tallest in most workplaces I've worked in mm-hmm. and because I know if anyone new starts that I'll be a target for them because they want to make a name for themselves I usually just have a policy of knocking anyone new out on their first day yeah it always works, doesn't it? Easy. It always works. Mm. Here's an email from. Uh, oh, he says, "Please, can I remain anonymous?" So uh, <laughs> I'll be. I'll try and remember to beep that out. He says, um, "Please, can I remain anonymous in case my housemate I'm about to talk about hears me playing this out loud?" Thanks. Who plays this thing out loud? Jesus Christ! Uh, he says, "My housemate's just got a new indoor fish tank." approximately 30 centimetres in width, height and depth. Mm. It's a fucking fish cube. Nothing too big. He says, I returned home the other day to find him using a jug that I regularly use to make food and our kitchen tongs as fish tank utensils. The jug was to mix his fish-based portions. 
what the fuck are fish fish baits portions and the tongs were to move a snail that was in his words upside down and about to die any advice on what <laughs> I can should do about this well it's not on is it it's not on um, I mean at the end of the day if you give it a good wash it's going to be alright you know we're just talking about fish it is, water but it's the principle it'll be alright but it's the principle it's a liberty he hasn't asked it is he? a massive He's liberty he hasn't bothered to go and get his own tongs it's, for his it's, fish. It's a fucking, it's a fucking liberty, mate. Um, I try to be very like chill about, yeah, use what you want. I mean, I, I haven't done many flat shares in my life other than at university. And there was always, you always lived with some cunt. There was always one cunt who was so uptight. Be like, you used my pan. Mm. You used my pan to fry an egg. And you're like, yeah, well, I fucking cleaned it up, didn't I? Mm. What else are you going to You only fry eggs in it anyway. So what difference does it make? You should have asked. Wear and tear. Fucking chill out. Yeah. <laughs> chill out. My mate, who I'm still mates with today, once accused the whole house of stealing a pan from him. And I, like, I still bring it out of him now because I'm a cunt like that. I never forget. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, Remember when you thought we'd fucking nicked your pan? Yeah. And what I'll do is, to amuse myself sometimes when I'm with him, I'll wind him up, wind him up, wind him up about it until he eventually snaps and reveals that he still believes all these years later that someone stole his pan. He lost the pan, which is a weird thing to lose. I was going to say, you lose the pan? But he's like, listen, right, I know someone's got my pan. He did it all like that. He gathered us all together like fucking Columbo and he gave it one of these. Listen, it's fine. I know someone's got my pan, so I don't really care who it is. Just put it back, mm. yeah? And then well, I'll just drop the whole issue. And I remember going to him, hang on a minute, mate. You think, we all live together in this house. There's five of us. You think one of us, not content with just using your pan, which you keep in the kitchen, think that we, we want it for only our exclusive use. So we have taken your pan and hidden it in our bedroom somewhere and then presumably we have to wait until everyone else is out and then we quickly scuttle out with this fucking stolen pan Mm. and quickly fucking cook something in it wash it up dry it and put it back in the fucking room who what kind of a pan is this that you would go to those fucking lengths think it through and he's like well (laughs) believe me I know it's strange mate but here we are he wouldn't accept that no one had stolen the pan. And he still thinks it now, what, the mad cat. What kind of pan was it? A milk pan? A frying pan? What, a no, I think it was a frying pan. Frying pan. I think it was a frying pan. I'm going to fucking ask him. I'm getting annoyed. Things like this still anger me years later. As you'll have noticed, because I often bring up You've, mild sort of disgruntlements yeah. I have oh, with I friends from the it. past. I can sense it. You'll probably get a situation probably about, oh, I don't know, 40 years from now, where one of your housemates who you lived with at the time is... is let's say relocate to let's say Johannesburg and mm. they'll get in touch with your friend and they'll say I'm dying I've only got three weeks to live I need you to come <laughs> and see me there's something we need to talk about and your mate will go there to Johannesburg and the other one will be on the deathbed and the dying words will be it was me I took your fucking pan I've, I've still got it, cunt. And he got a, he's taken a picture of himself it's, with it, with that day's newspaper. It's, it's <laughs> under the bed. <laughs> well, we, we did have a thing like that, me and my mates. From a few years before university, we went, one of our mates moved to Oxford to live with his mum. And he invited us all over when we were about 17. He said, come and visit. So one of us, one of my mates had just passed his driving test. So we thought, great. 
it was just before Christmas and we thought we'd go there for the weekend. He said, well, me and my mum only live in a small flat. So there's not, there's four of us going, he goes, there's not much room for all of you to stay. But listen, it's all right. I've made friends with the neighbour, the guy who lives in the flat opposite, right? Yeah. And he says he's going to be out. And so it's fine that when we get in, he said he's, he's, he's given me his key and two of you can stay in his flat and the other two of you can stay in my flat. Right. So we said, okay, bit weird. We were like 17. It's like yeah. he's made friends with this adult who lives across the hall who's willing to give him a key. Adult. Strange. Anyway. <laughs> so I don't mean the bloke was a, an adult adult. I think he was about 20 or whatever. Right. So we went to Oxford and we got, obviously, we were 17. We got like really fucking smashed in that way that when you're that age, by going out to a different town, somewhere that requires you to either get a train or a coach or drive yeah. on a motorway, in your head, that means, right, you are going to go super fucking mental. I don't know why, but it's just something that young men feel, isn't it? As long as you're, as soon as you're out of your own hometown, it's, yeah, it's you that. feel like you're almost duty bound yeah. to go fucking bizarre. It's like you're some kind of marauding ransacker. It's like the Viking in you. Yeah, like a Viking. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you think, right, we're going to go to town here. So we went really to town. We were fucking trash. And at the end of the night, <clears throat> we all go back to his flats and we go, I guess the key to your neighbour's place. And then we all decide, oh, let's all fucking pile in. Because his mum was in his flat. We didn't want to wake up. We said, let's all fucking pile in. So we go in there and carry the night on. And we were in a right fucking two and eight. Various things happen. The, the flat got pretty trashed, right? <clears throat> and when I say trashed, I mean, there was a lot. We were There was people vomiting. There was only like five of us all together. Like, someone had puked on the carpet. Ugh. Someone had pissed their pants. Ugh. All this sort of mad... Uh, like horrible stuff there was like para drug paraphernalia all over every fucking oh. surface there was it was it was a liberty it was a real liberty but it's the sort of liberty that when you're 17 i don't know you think it's funny it was outrageous but the geezer came back right me me and my mate went back to the other flat and we left these two other pals just like trash lying on the floor amongst all this mess and puke and everything yeah and the bloke whose flat it was came back at about seven o'clock the next morning and found this mess. Shit. And he was not happy. Understandable. He, he was very hungover. He wasn't happy. He'd given a, the key in good faith to his to this kid across the hallway, and his kid had just let all his mates in to smash the place up. But the thing that he focused in on <laughs> that he when he walked in he saw this fucking mayhem more than anything else. He zoomed in on an ornamental wooden snake, right? <laughs> <laughs> an ornamental wooden snake that somewhere amidst the mayhem of the night before had been snapped in two, <gasps> right? Oh, that's shocking. And and he was fuming about that. He barely mentioned the other mess. I mean, he was a bit angry. He was like, that fucking snake... That is my fucking snake. I love that ornamental snake. I can't remember what the backstory was. Maybe someone had bought it for him or maybe he'd inherited it from a relative. Yeah, but all I do know is, is that the guy was passionate about this fucking value, snake, yeah. right? So my mate Ben, who's, you know, who's the one who got the key mm. and who's lived in Oxford, he's going to us, you fucking cunts. One of you fucking broke his snake. And we were like, no oh, one fucking broke the snake. It just fucking probably got trod on in the, in the madness or whatever. 
No, it's a clean fucking break. He it's says it's clear snapped. that someone's picked it up and snapped it, right? <laughs> no one fucking did it. Everyone kept quiet, right? But this geezer was on the warpath, so we fucking thought, fuck this. We fucked off as soon as possible, got back to London, you know. Yeah. Thought we'll never go back there again in case this guy gets hold of us and beats us up over the snake. It went on for years, this thing. Every time we were together as a group, Ben was always like, which one of you cunts broke that snake? And we were all like, it won't be, it won't be, it won't be. <laughs> years and years went by. Years and years went by. And then we were all on his stag in Prague in about 2012, I think it was. <laughs> and we were really off our face. Years later, you know, by yeah. the stage, we were all in our whatever, late 30s. The bridge, et cetera. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'll just come out and tell you, we were off our faces and I've gone, lads, I might as well tell you, it was me that fucking broke the snake. <laughs> it was. Fuck. I hadn't remembered vividly at the time, but not long afterwards, it, it kind of filtered back into my drunken drug adult mind. It was in your subconscious, wasn't it? That in the midst of a sort of a, like, like you said, that spirit of Viking-like mayhem yeah. that you have when you're that age. You know, like, in the Euro 96 final, there was that lad who stuck the firework up his ass, coked off his nuts. It wasn't Euro 96, remember that? it was Euro 2020. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all a tournament. Yeah. I call it Euro 96. It was in England, it was Wembley. You, do you remember that yeah. lad? Yeah, of course. And I remember looking at him and everyone's going, oh my God, how frightful. And I was thinking, yeah, awful. But at the same time, he's just having a great day out and he's got carried away. Mm. And in the madness of it all, He's done a load of gear. He's pissed off his nut. And in the madness of mayhem and the adrenaline, he thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to light a firework up my arse up, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's not something I condone or approve of. I think it's silly. But I think all men know to one degree or we another that sort of adrenaline rush yeah. you get when you're yeah. young and you're excited. And it was in that spirit where everyone going crazy that I picked up this wooden snake and just snapped it yeah. in two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I think I was laughing like Skeletor. Yeah. Like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Behold my power. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've all done it. Well, we haven't all done it, but we've all felt it. Yeah, totally. We've all we've all had our own wooden snake oh, moments. Wooden snake moments. And yeah. Some of us will take that to the grave. Yeah. And some of us will process it out loud like I am doing now. Yeah. Right? But we've all done something. It's like that episode of Peep Show where Superhands and Jeremy can't remember what happened. They keep talking about this night out they had where they're like, what was it? What was the thing? What was the thing we did? We did a thing, yeah. right? And um, at the end of the episode, they suddenly get a flashback. And I think basically what it is is Jeremy ended up sucking off super hands. <laughs> right. And then the episode just ends. It just ends. They just go, oh my yeah. God. And it flashes to him just about to go down the super hands and then the episode ends. Very funny. <laughs> That's their wooden stick. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that everyone sucked off some other mate of theirs, but what I am saying is everyone's had a wooden... I mean, maybe if you schooled at public school, you then that probably, probably yeah. did happen. But... The, yeah, that's that's everyone's had a wooden snake moment, and my wooden snake moment was the wooden snake. If you've got a wooden snake moment, please don't get in touch and tell us it. We're, we're simply not interested. Keep it to yourself, but do try and work on processing it 
we did have a good um, get in touch item once for a while that sort of overlaps with this called drop the shit it's time to admit it was yeah yeah mm. so this is sort of in, in the done. spirit of that it kind of yeah. was yeah you're right but we're still not going to read them out um, we'll leave it there <laughs> I, I don't know what we've got in terms of the the tongs and the jug uh, just set some boundaries. Uh, you got to say something. You go, mate. It's not on. Yeah, just set some. And boundaries. then if he goes, well, I think it's fine. You could power play him and just come home one day with some new tongs mm-hmm. and a new jug. They won't be cheap. Just go and get them in a pound shop. A jug and some tongs, no problem. And label them fish tank tongs and fish tank jug. Yeah. And you go, there you go. I bought you those. Yeah. Now we can keep it separate. And then you look like the bigger man. That's what I'd do. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Sam. Um, thanks for all of your queries and stuff. We're going to do um, History Box again next week. At the moment, it's looking like it could be the Sphinx. Maybe it'll be something else. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, Steam, the Sphinx. Uh, uh, could be Don't anything. Uh, thanks mm. very much, and goodbye. Goodbye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 